Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about performing due diligence. This goes beyond your beginner course in due diligence. Think of today's show as the advanced course. Think of it as having the ability to see around corners. And today's show is a real life story of a project that hit a bump in the road, literally. Normally, when you conduct due diligence on a property, you want to examine everything about the property. When you evaluate the property for development purposes, you look at the zoning, the height restrictions, any density restrictions. You look for setbacks from the property line that are contemplated in the zoning. You also need to look at the official plan. And the official plan is an overlay that describes the desired future state of the properties in the area, should they be redeveloped. This particular property is about two-thirds of an acre, fronting on two arterial main streets. Both streets are multi-lane roads and they're well served by public transit. Across the street is a government office complex with several thousand employees and next door is a Starbucks and a major grocery store. Properties walking distance to several restaurants, but I would not describe it as a pedestrian-oriented community. Given the number of commercial parking lots and high traffic roads on either side, it's definitely at the intersection of two major traffic flows within the city. The zoning allows for a nine-story building by right, and there's a secondary plan overlay that allows for up to 12 stories. So theoretically, we would, with a small zoning of variance, be allowed 12 stories. There are several proposed high-rise towers within a few blocks of the subject property and two nine-story mid-rise towers about a block away. Everything about the site was checking out. We were even starting to spend money on consultants that would be needed to complete the development. Then we had a meeting with the architect who designed the building that's currently on the site and who we would engage to design a new mid-rise or high-rise tower on the site. We would be looking for a minimum of 12 stories and possibly about 250 apartments. The purchase price negotiated with the seller was based on a calculation of the value of the land based on what could be built on the property by right. Residual land value analysis method is what we used and it takes into account the value of the finished product. From there, you subtract your profit margin and subtract the cost of developing the property. What's left over is the value of the land, the maximum purchase price that you're willing to pay. We determine, based on the size of the proposed development, the property was worth about $7 million. We negotiated terms that we could both live with for the purchase of the property. It was a fairly sizable seller financing component, and we had two days left in our due diligence. The property is a commercial property, and we had also paid a monthly fee specified in our agreement to induce the seller to keep some of the retail space vacant. In our conversation with the architect, the architect noted that some of the properties down the road had an irregular property line. And when we investigated deeper, it was clear that those properties down the road had in fact severed a strip of land next to the road and donated it to the road allowance for the city. That would allow for future widening of the road should it be required. As long as the property remains untouched, the city would have no reason to approach the property owner about widening the road unless absolutely necessary. But if you decide to develop the parcel, it's at that moment the city would demand that a strip of land be donated as part of the site plan. There would be no compensation. It's strictly a voluntary choice on the part of the landowner. But if you wanted to develop the site to higher density, then you've got to consider donating that strip of land to the road allowance for no compensation. Imagine the seller's surprise when we informed him that once you deduct 40 feet from the depth of the property, that is, 20 feet for each of the roads, the land is a lot smaller. 
all that land is for future widening of the road. You can't build on it. Your setback calculation assumes the road allowance is now even wider. Imagine the seller's surprise when we informed him that his land was now 25% smaller than he thought it was. He had no idea. And if the land was 25% smaller, then the high-rise building you can build is definitely smaller. And if the lot is too narrow to fit a building as a result of the smaller size, then it's not even a viable project anymore. So this property failed due diligence, even though the current property, as is, has no defects. The problem lies in the future entitlement of the land and the widening of the road that may be required. It turns out this is extremely common. We're in the middle of the zoning process for a 28-acre project outside Boise, Idaho. Here, too, a strip of land needs to be donated to the city, and another 50-foot-wide strip needs to be donated to the Drainage Canal Authority. It's actually a lot of land in total, but fortunately, on a 28-acre parcel, there's still enough land left over that the project still makes sense. So when you're contemplating developing land in the urban core, you need to take into account the possibility that you might lose land in the process to an increased road width, and will the loss of that strip of land next to the road negatively impact your project? It's a key due diligence question. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.